hey, what will Canada look like in our political future? And we're looking to the United States of America. We've been doing that ever since we first came to be, but more so these days. I'm wondering what to borrow, what to throw away, what's already here, and what's going to work. And what works and fails in the United States has always been emulated to some degree here in Canada, but it's a little bit more potent now. We're in the middle, of course, in a conservative leadership race. There's been lots of talk about all the infighting that's happening. This time it may have gone too far. Is it going to be used by the liberals? You bet it will, because that's what politics does, and the conservatives would do that if there was infighting in a liberal leadership race. Well, there always is in leadership races, but this one has been especially nasty because of the polarization in our time. And it's just, I just said that we're looking and always wondering what's about to be imported here or already is, or is it being given a try? Uh, Yesterday, Kevin O'Leary, who of course ran for that leadership, made a pitch for Jean Charest as the days wane before the final votes are are counted in this leadership race. We know Pierre Polyev is the clear front runner. All the reporting we have is that he probably has this on the first ballot. So it's terribly interesting why Kevin O'Leary would do this and what kind of an effect it will have. Joining us is Laura Kuramaki, who is a former deputy national campaign manager for the Conservative Party, former principal secretary for Aaron O'Toole, and current principal at Earnscliff Strategies. Laura, good evening. How are you? Hi, Arlene. Thanks for having me. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. What were you thinking when Kevin O'Leary made that pitch for Jean Charest? It's the final days here. Um, we are hearing Pierre Polyev is has uh, got a lot of the big numbers here, but it's not over till it's over. But the timing of it and uh, the tone of what he was saying, what went through your mind? Uh, well, to be honest, the first thing that I was thinking is... Um, you know, I think we've seen Jean Charest in the past uh, a couple of weeks and days sort of do a lot of last-ditch uh, attempts mm-hmm. to maybe sway um, some of the few folks who haven't um, uh, sent in their ballots yet. Um, however, uh, in this particular case, um, uh, Jean's campaign chair and his campaign manager both served in senior roles on Kevin O'Leary's 2017 Conservative Party leadership. Ah. So to me, it just read as, uh, you know, some, some commonalities and, and common I, folks working uh, on the campaign. Yeah. You know, friends, allies, all those things. But yeah. there was a warning as well from Preston Mann. He's saying, come on. He said it before and he's saying it again, that this is all going to be used by the liberals. There's been a different kind of a tone, Laura. And then now there's a beginning of imagining what bringing this party together would feel and look like. And it's tough to imagine. Clearly Preston's having a problem with it. <laughs> Laura, how different is this? Um, I mean, I think the the big differentiator between um, this leadership and the last two is obviously the two that we had previously were, were very, very close. They went to the final ballot um, obviously, in 2017, uh, it was almost 1%, and, uh, and in 2020, um, a spread of about 12%. So um, with all things aside, it, it looks like Pierre is uh, definitely slated to take this on the first ballot. Um, and while there might be some people that um, are on opposing campaigns that are unhappy about that, I think this is definitely the most united that the party uh, will have been uh, in recent years, at least since 
the Harper days uh, of uh, the majority government. So I think it, it, it's fair that maybe there are some folks that, um, you know, want to pick some holes in some of the things that happened uh, during the leadership and some of the messaging. And, you know, that's, that's kind of just how uh, it works when you're on, not on the winning campaign. Um, but I think that this is going to be a very, very big and decisive uh, victory. And it's going to be really hard for folks um, to sort of uh, continue to draw some uh, anger or anything like that after the uh, uh, the race is concluded on September 10th. Why? Because there has been, you know, this polarization in the United States, and we're seeing we're seeing evidence of that here. And Preston Manning, I mean, is he looking for trouble here? Is he looking for cracks? I don't think so. Why would he be worried about it? Um, I, I suppose people might be worried for some of the reasons that you mentioned. I mean, there is a polarization in Canada. However, I think it's going to be... Um, a challenge for folks who are kind of giving out some of these warnings um, when it's potentially going to be a first ballot, very large uh, victory. I mean, we won't have seen anything like that uh, potentially since Justin Trudeau won the leadership. So the liberal leadership. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, the party's changing and it has been changing over the last few years. um, And there might be some people that, um, you know, don't agree with uh, the direction, but I think that a lot of that's going to be settled on September 10th when, um, you know, there's a very decisive, uh, very decisive victory. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. If there's a decisive victory, you think that that will quell the questions and the concerns that people have within the party? I don't. I mean, I don't think they're ever completely uh, quelled. As you have mentioned, there's always folks that are. Um, you know, on opposing campaigns um, or, you know, people on other sides of issues that have been spoken about during the leadership um, that might not agree with the direction um, that a candidate has gone in. Um, But that's their, that's their own opinion. And they're definitely entitled to that. Um, I just think it's going to be, it's going to be an uphill battle um, afterwards when, you know, the party has made uh, a very, very clear choice. And obviously we've sold, you know, such a record number of memberships uh, compared to any other party in Canadian history. So uh, there will be hundreds of thousands of folks that are voting. Um, so listen, I don't think that, um, you know, it's everything's going to magically be solved. I think that the Canadian team and he himself um, will have to obviously work towards uniting the party after, after a leadership race, um, which any, you know, leader, incoming leader would do. Um, but I do think that he's going to um, have pretty firm ground to stand on. You know, I, I haven't heard anybody say it's not going to be a legitimate win. Everything you're saying is true, and there has been so many sold. But there are people who've been in the party for a long time, and they're the ones, and I'm, I, I refer again to Preston Manning. It's not the first time he said it, and, you know, he's um, he's not without power in that party at all, and he certainly is a part of the Western movement, but he's concerned about it. I mean, things have been sad, things have been nasty. Are, are you saying that it's it's been the same in other leadership races or you don't you don't feel that it's gone over the line at all? Uh, listen, I think uh, that definitely there is debates that have got heated from time to time. Um, and, you know, that, uh, you know, we have had three leadership races in a very short period of time, um, which hasn't happened, you know, amongst other parties in uh, sort of recent political uh, history. So, I mean, I, you know, it's fair for folks that have been stalwarts in the party for a long time 
uh, to share their views. I'm not uh, discounting that that's how they may feel. Um, but I think that, you know, I think we'll, we'll see how it goes um, on uh, the day of the leadership vote. Um, and listen, I think um, that a lot of, you know, there is some bridge building to be done, but I think it's, uh, it's going to be a pretty decisive win. And obviously the party has been evolving over the last number of years, and there's tons and tons of new folks. I mean, Pierre's team has said publicly that they signed up over 300,000 Canadians. So the other people, the other people within the party, and there are, you know, those who say, this isn't my values. And we know this has been part of the campaign of a, of certainly Jean Chéret, maybe another one of the, the candidates. So to bring those people in the tent maybe isn't necessary. Is that what you're saying? Because the signing up, there's still, there's enough power behind this particular vein. Uh, well, I think that's a strategic decision that um, the uh, Pierre Polyev team, should you, be, should you win on the tenth, uh, decide to do. I mean, they'll understand what their voter coalition like looks like. Um, and, I mean, I'm not sure who necessarily they'll be going after, but, of course, I mean, they'll make those strategic choices. And, um, you know, I think after every leadership race, there's obviously folks, especially, you know, your main, you know, top competitor, um, who might, who obviously don't agree with uh, the direction of their main rivals, and they might be unhappy when this is over. I think we've seen that in the past, especially you know in in earlier sort of end of liberal days in 2005 and 2006. Um, and I don't think that the Conservative Party is unique in that. I just think we've had more um, examples recently since we've had multiple leadership races. Um, but again, I mean, I I think that that's their strategic choice. There's going to be people that you know, aren't, uh, that they won't be going after, and they might be able to, you know, look for look for new voters and bring more people into the tent. I saw some uh, polling recently that's, that uh, showed that younger Canadians for the first time are actually choosing uh, and supporting the Conservative Party in recent months, and I know Pierre has signed up a lot of young folks. So I think, listen, I think the landscape is changing, as you kind of alluded to in the, in the, in the introduction here, and I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, next few months. You're not kidding. It really, it really is. It's been an interesting <laughs> conservative race. Um, yes. Let me ask you, you know, uh, there was some musing by those in the party uh, to me, uh, the people who, you know, had their ear to the higher echelons, may I say, wondering if, uh, if he may move, if he may move a bit to the center to try to keep the party together. I mean, he has a lot of credibility in the conservative party. Laura, you worked for Aaron O'Toole. You've seen this movie before. Uh, are you getting any of those vibes? <laughs> I've seen this movie before, and so has Pierre. And I think <laughs> he's been an MP for you know almost twenty years. He uh, he knows how these things work, and I think what you see is what you get. I, I don't subscribe to that uh, to that opinion. I think um, this is a guy who you know, has been the Liberals, you know, worst nightmare on the economy for the last number of years in opposition. He has talked about, you know, been one of the first people in Canada talking about the inflation crisis and things that are, you know, coming down the pipe on the economy. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see that a lot. And that's going to be his sole main focus. I, I, I don't. So no moving to the middle, no moving to well, the middle to bring that party together. You know, I don't think it's necessarily left, right, or middle. I think he's been oh. very clear that his that his uh, that his focus is the economy and the nation's finances. And you know, no matter where 
you stand on the political spectrum, the the economy right now is hitting everyone equally hard. And I think those are like that's who he's going to be talking to is everyday Canadians who you know are facing this cost of living crisis, and uh, you know are are having to you know pinch their own. Yeah, we we know his pitch, but I'm trying yeah. to get to the pitch for the people who are upset about their party. Is there going to be a pitch? And well, I guess what you're saying. <laughs> we do, we do. We're talking movies. We do not know how this movie ends. That's one thing for sure. Laura, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Laura Kirkamaki, who is a former deputy national campaign manager for the Conservative Party, former principal secretary for Aaron O'Toole, and current principal of Ernst Cliff Strategies. So it's great to have her. There you go. A little bit of a heavy hitter here. Great to, to talk about what's happening in that party. I'm Marlene Bynan, and this is On Point.